The Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a lot going on, lots to get to, lots to talk about. We've got, uh, at the bottom of the hour, Gregory Wrightstone. So, we're told that the droughts that some are facing, we face one here in, in South Central Texas, the, uh, the floods that people are facing, deadly floods in Kentucky, that uh, though, uh, the heat wave that happened in, in Great Britain was all because of climate change, all because of man-made climate change, SUVs, carbon dioxide is bad and carbon output is horrible and cows are farting too much. We're all told that Gregory Wrightstone is a geologist. He's also an expert in climate change, and we get into why more carbon dioxide is, uh, dioxide is actually better than, than less, and we also get into why this alleged inflation reduction bill, this act that just passed, was signed into law yesterday by, uh, by Biden, that this was a ruse, and it was really the Green New Deal. And, you know, Carrie, it's got me so wound up. I probably don't. I probably don't have time to play the song. No, to be honest. let's get right into it. No, you if have, we, we have can, plenty of time. No, but I've if you can, checked. let's just get right into the news story. What do you mean you check? Who did you I've check with? Checked, and we have plenty of time to play the <laughs> Wednesday the, song. Who is the resource? Me. You got to play it. Really, you? Play it. It's called the Joe Pag Show. You got to ask it. me. Play it. I'm sorry. You you, it are you literally anyway. ordering me to play it? <laughs> Please play it. Very rude to me, man. If you're new to the program, Harry twists my arm and yells at me to play this stupid Bon Jovi song once a week. But she likes when I sing along. Here we go. No, 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 no. Come on. It's too bad that he's such a doofus. It's a good song. It's a good song. Why has he got to be such a dork about it? i glad to have you. It is a Wednesday edition. And uh, yes, uh, Carrie makes me play that every Wednesday or else she threatens to quit and she's going to throw a tantrum and we'll start drinking wine before getting home. She'll start drinking it here at work. No, I will not. not I do not Have you ever had any alcoholic beverages at all in that building, yes or no? No. No. We've we've had get-togethers after show get. Didn't you have the, the Christmas party was there last year? Uh, that was in the morning, so no. Right, and again, have you ever had some wine? No, I've never had any at work. No, never. Let me ask you this: Had it been at night? <laughs> no, not at have work. you had any alcoholic beverages at any work function ever? Don't even lie. Um, okay. We've got videotape. Okay. Well, th- it was the same one you were at at the um, at the museum. Remember? A couple of, several years ago, I guess. Wait a second. I did not know you were getting loaded that night. Is I, that why you're so nice to me? I wasn't getting loaded. I think you gave me a hug that night. You're I, like, hey, good to see you, Pat. No, you need wow. to stop. You stop talking like that. No. That was I mean, rude. I've like got a picture. Glass, I think I've got a picture of us together on that. It's on the Facebook page. And you're a little rosy-cheeked. I mean, is no, that what was going on? No. Why, why do I talk to you about this stuff? Seriously. Because no. I, I have proof. People are like, remember that one time at the, at the museum? <laughs> I had she like was one floating glass. around, man. She was loaded. <laughs> I was not floating around or loaded. <laughs> um, 
I didn't even know that they had alcohol there because I don't drink, but they what they just had alcohol laying around? Yeah, I mean, I think they had like um, little uh, wine bars set up. You could go and get a glass. You might not have been at the right place. <laughs> I was at the right place. I was at the same place you, did you were. Leave, did you leave the function and go to the bar? What happened? <laughs> no, it was right there. It was there. Now watch, watch this segue. I'm the segue king. Watch this. Mm. Talking about being drunk. Who's the idiot that wants to get rid of the Anne Frank Diaries? What? Oh, well, that's, what? Great, that's a great segue. That was pretty good. It's a big-time yeah, broadcast segue. That's, that's not bad. But By the way, I think I'll be filling in for Sean one day next week because of the segues like that. Really? What? Are you really going to fill in for Sean? Yeah, I'll be in. I'll be in. Not the whole week, like one day next week. Yeah, I'll let you guys know we'll as we get, get there. You. Oh, of course. We'll hear all about it. Yeah. Wow. Can't wait. Wow, green is not a good color on you. I'm not jealous. <laughs> All right. So, so again, a bunch of idiots. Now, is this a school library? Is this a public? What, what library doesn't think district. the Anne Frank Diaries should be there? Yeah. Uh, this or is the Diary of Anne Frank. The Go New ahead. York Post, a Texas school district, has pulled the Bible, an illustrated version of Anne Frank's diary, and about 40 other books from its libraries after the tome sparked complaints from parents and community members. The Keller Independent School District emailed principals Tuesday, ordering the temporary removal of all books that were challenged last year so that librarians and campus staff can review the titles and make sure they're in line with a new district policy, the Texas Tribune reported. By the end of today, I need all books pulled from the library and classrooms. The email from District Curriculum Director Jennifer Price said more information will be sent regarding action for these books. Once this has been completed, please email me a confirmation. We need to ensure this action is taken by the end of today. The inclusion of the Bible in the Dallas area school district's libraries was first challenged in November 2021 by a parent who whined it contained inappropriate content, including sexual content, violence, including rape, murder, human sacrifice, misogyny, homophobia, discrimination, and other inappropriate content. A district spokesperson told The Post that person withdrew the complaint a month later. Two more challenges to the Christian Holy Book were made at around the same time in February by different people, one of whom claimed that it is a map to slavery, incest, sex between donkey and women, misogyny, murder, pedophilia, you name it, it's in there. Uh, the other parent griped that religion doesn't belong in public schools. This book also describes multiple acts of sexuality and violence, according to the spokesperson. Uh, the Keller ISD website, which tracks books that families or members of the community have complained about, states a decision was then made to keep the Bible in place. But in light of a new rule, the district decided to pull it and all 40 other apparently controversial books, including Anne Frank's Diary, The Graphic Adaptation, and Toni Morrison's The Bluest Eye, to be reviewed again by campus staff and librarians, Keller ISD said in a statement. A little confused. I didn't read the book, The Diary of Anne Frank. I did not read it. And correct me if I get this wrong. Anne Frank was a child who was hiding from Nazi Germany because she was Jewish. And she was documenting this struggle to stay alive. And at the end of it, and this is almost 100 years old, so if you don't know the result of, the, of what happened to Anne Frank, I'm sorry. But at the end of it, they found her and killed her. So I'm not... What am I missing here? We can't tell the history of what happened in Nazi Germany and how she was hiding from Hitler and the goon squad because she wrote down what she really went through before being killed because of her religion. Carrie, have I, have I, got, have I got that right? Uh, you do, yeah. What, what, is, what exactly are we talking about here? 
I mean, so do we just pretend it didn't happen? And this, this is, I'm sorry, was it a public school? This is the Keller, Keller ISD, ISD, right? Yes, it is a public this school. This is the, the entire school district? Yes. ISD, for those who are not in Texas, is independent school district. So we're looking at taking away the ability to learn about what this young, how old was Anne Frank when she died? Do we know? Was she a teenager still? Oh, I should know this because I read it when I was a kid, when I was a little girl. Let me see. I feel like she was a teenager. She was. And, um, she was 16 I mean, when she died. All right. So it's disgusting. It's a, it's a horrible story, uh, what she went through, but it's really important. I mean, maybe say you've got to be, you know, in high school or something because some of it might be rough for kids to understand. I'm not against looking at that, but say get it out of the district because I said so doesn't make sense because you've got, you, I'm, you're telling me 16 year olds can't learn about this when she was killed book. at 16? How old were you when you read it? Oh, I was probably 12 or 13 years old. Did it change you with the word? You seem to be pretty well adjusted. Uh, it, I, I didn't, it did not affect me in a bad way at all. I mean, why wouldn't you want to learn about how disgusting people can be and how freedom and liberty is that important and having a, an overriding fascist government equals bad because they might decide one day, you know what, all Jews should die. You know what, all Italians should die. You know what? All Hispanics should die. This is what people decide in history. It's repeated over and over. And you can't now teach people who are around the same age as Anne Frank, somebody who had the presence of mind to document what it was she was going through so that we could all learn from it. But instead of us learning from it in the Keller ISD, no, instead of that, we're going to take it out of there and pretend. I mean, the parts of the Middle East, parts of Africa right now, Christians should all die. And that's okay. It's just the way the way of the world. No, we should document this. Rem- remember history and learn from it. We, we often forget history and then it repeats itself. And we should not go through that garbage. Our kids should know how bad things can be. And they should know how good things can be if you fight for freedom, liberty, and, and a, a value system that values life. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Your thoughts about removing, uh, Carrie, you said they removed the the Bible and then they put it back, but they're Uh, still arguing about it? Yeah, at one time they put it back, but I guess with these new rules that have come into place, they now have to take it back off the shelf and it has to be reviewed. And by the way, those who are complaining about it actually told you what this is about. This isn't about Anne Frank. This isn't about a book called the Bible. This is about religion. They don't think any religious belief or value set should be in a public school district. They don't want people to know about Christian religion, about a Jewish girl hiding for her life. They don't want people to know about that. Because, again, these people believe that government should be God. Government should be the higher power. Government should be the deity. And if you don't allow government to be the deity and you're, and you're getting on your knees and praying to something else, we're going to take that something else away from you. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Your thoughts when we come back. Joe Pags.
Hi, great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. There's a lot going on. Bottom of the hour is going to be Gregory Wrightstone. If you've got questions about climate change and droughts that we're facing or the flooding that we face, you got questions about there. you got some uncle or aunt giving you a hard time because you don't believe that we're causing this. It, again, the weather goes in cycles. That's what they're calling it climate change, not global warming anymore. I'll have Gregory Wrightstone on at the bottom of the hour. He's an expert on this. Plus, he's going to talk about uh, what taxes are in there, what green energy garbage is in there when it comes to this so-called Inflation Reduction Act, which is not. It is a tax increase act is exactly what it is. Well, I have him at the bottom of the hour. Do not miss that opportunity to hang out. If you want to watch it, you can see it as well as hear it. Go to JoePags.com and click on Watch Now. JoePags.com, click on Watch Now. Or stay right there on the radio station and make sure that you're listening because uh, great information that you can use. Oftentimes people say, can you give me a link to info I can use? And uh, you don't need a link. Well, you, you get a link to Rumble later when I post it. You can actually have them t- tune into the radio or watch it online. Okay, do that. Let me tell you, in the meantime, the Congress is playing games with money like they can. If they don't have enough money, bad, we'll just grab some more money. Ah, we're hitting the debt ceiling, we'll just raise the debt ceiling. You can't do that. If you're buried in bills, trying to keep up with all those loans, I mean credit cards, signature loans, internet loans, timeshares, get off that treadmill right now and get some total financial freedom. If you owe more than $10,000, the team at Total Financial Freedom has been doing a great job for 15 years, helping people like you resolve your debts, cut your payments in half. Give them a call. Ask them all the questions you've got. Tell them your situation and see what they can do to help you. 800-833-9444. 1-800-833-9444. Call now. Mention my name. Get the free book, The Debt Dietitian. You've got to mention my name to get the free book when you call and learn how to easily cut your payments. You're going to appreciate their team. They're like-minded people with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Zero complaints ever. Call them. Ask for that free book. Mention my name. 800-833-9444. 1-800-833-9444. Make that happen right now. All right. Getting rid of, of books, not allowing people to learn about our history, not allowed to to learn about the Judeo-Christian values on, on which we're based. Look, if you, I'm not saying that anybody should preach in school, but having the Bible available to teach them why our value system is what it is, why our laws are what they are, that only makes sense. It's actually a, a, an historical re- reference. It, it, it's that simple. It references history and why we are the kind of society we are. Let me go to the phone lines. I appreciate you, Paul. What's happening? Hi. Hi, uh, just wanted to say you're so right in that uh, we need to keep the books in there because as recently as the Clinton era, there was uh, concentration camps in Bosnia. And for people to lose sight of that is a travesty. And I think we need, like you said, a better understanding of history uh, so we don't forget it. That's exactly right. I mean, how can we not teach our kids who are of the same age as Anne Frank what she went through? How stupid is that? It's it just uh, it, um, amazing. Number one, uh, it's hard to believe that uh, how simply the the Nazis did get in power, and it started like in 1930. You know, from there till uh, when they started taking over. And when you start reading the history and how they took over government and and things like that, it really opens your eyes. Yeah, it does. And hopefully we'll be able to teach history. Paul, I appreciate you doing that. Open line now, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. If you'd rather opine via email, just stop by joepags.com. Scroll down to the bottom and uh, click on contact. It'll send an email to me. Paul is in Florida. Paul, what's going on? Hi. Hey, well, compliments to the show. You're really hitting on the subjects and you're telling the truth. Thank you. I appreciate you. 
and also the quality of the microphone that comes through my speaker. Oh, you thanks, man. Oh, no, how to tech it. <laughs> um, you know, as a teacher, uh, literature is important. The Bible is a piece of literature. It is, it is a religion book, but it doesn't teach people about religion. There's stories in there that are uh, should be read. It's uh, better than um, Lord of the Flies. I'll tell you that. Yes. And um, in regards to being contemporary, it is uh, definitely history. But as far as being a literature book, uh, the filters are a little bit skewed when it comes to uh, it being considered a negative book. It is a it is a book that's last the ages, and uh, it should be read. So well, well, I, I can make any, well, I, I can make it. That the, you know, well, Paula, I can make an argument. To be uh, the power we're talking over each other board. a little bit. I, I hear you, and I appreciate that. I, no, I want to bounce this off you because uh, you told Sam that you're a teacher. L- let me just throw this out yes. there. Isn't this a matter of also teaching in social studies? In that our society is based in Judeo-Christian values. It, and sure. the vast majority of people in this country are are Christian. That's a fact. So sure. our society, now, although we're not a, a society that government forces religion, thank God, I don't want that. And it's not a, a society where government can stop me from worshiping. Thank God. We have our First Amendment rights. Having said that, don't we owe it to our children to teach them why we are like we are? Absolutely. And, you know, it begins with literature, the power of the words, and you know, this movement, this woke movement is re- redefining words and saying, well, this is what they mean. They're re- rewriting Webster's Dictionary. And it's kind of a thing like uh, step back. People need to push back the manipulation of, of language and the manipulation of, uh, you know, established literature. They're canceling everything that yeah. is historically valid in our culture. We have to have, you know, the varied colors of a palette to be able to think. But I don't think what is happening now is they want us to think anymore. It's they true. want us to just be compliant. That is the process of the school. Be compliant. Exactly and, right. you know, one parent who rises up, I think a board should be able to ha- use their academia and say, these books are required for rounded education. You know, it's, it's inherent that these books have a particular point of view. I mean, some schools threw out Dr. Zeus. Yes. You know, and, and called stars on Nars you know, a terrible thing. I'm like, come on, let's read and <laughs> it gets, let's think. Please? It gets stupid. No, it gets stupid, Paul. It really does. I appreciate you, right. man. And we need more teachers like you, without a doubt. What he says is verifiably true. If the government takes out religion, takes out history, takes out how to go and do a vocation, which they've done. They've told everybody you should go to college and vocational school doesn't matter or doing a vocation doesn't matter. Suddenly, for anything you need, you have to go to the government. Whether it's uh, praying for some more food or some more money or a job or a, a, way, a means of transportation or heat in the winter and cool in the summertime, if you have to turn to the almighty government, the government is in fact the higher power. They want that power. The power they've already accrued, which is more than the founders ever wanted, that's already too much. But they want more. They want to be God. When you hit your knees, they want you to pray you know, to Lord Pelosi or Lord Biden. That's exactly what they're looking for. That's why when they make stupid moves like this, you stand up to it and you tell the Keller ISD, put these books back. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. When we come back, Gregory Wrightstone, information about climate change you're going to want to hear on the Joe Pags Show. Stay here. Joe Pags.
Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always glad to have this guy back. He is the author of Inconvenient Facts. He is a guy who's a geologist, but also an expert on climate change or global warming or whatever the hell we're calling it today. It's Gregory Wrightstone. Greg, good to see you again. Well, it's always good to be back home with you, Joe. Great great being here. Thank you. Uh, make sure you get Inconvenient Facts. This is going to be your guidebook when you go and sit down and Uncle you know, Bob wants to give you a hard time about how things are warming up. You can actually have facts on your side, and they're available. The government doesn't want you to know them, but they are certainly available. Well, let's jump right in. Uh, we just talked about this briefly before we started, Greg. Um, we've got anybody where it's warm in England, it's, it's you know Celsius 35 or 40, and that's it. It's a climate change. We've got to stop, you know, running cars. If there's a drought in Texas where I am, that's the same thing. If there's a flood in Kentucky, that's the same thing. Um, this, these are just cycles that the weather does, right? I mean, is there anything that you can point to that says that something we're doing or cows farting or owning an SUV is the cause of fluctuations in weather? No, and actually what we see is just the opposite. We see that uh, the severe weather actually is in significant decline. Uh, we know that uh, according to the Emergency uh, Management Data System, their MDAT database, shows that uh, since the year 2000, severe weather disasters have declined 10%. And we know, looking at, at the severe weather-related deaths, they've declined 99% wow. since, the, since the year 1900. Now, a lot of that has to do, we've talked about this before, a lot of that has to do with better warning uh, you know, the big hurricane that, that struck Galveston in the early 1900s and wiped it out. Um, they had no idea it was coming. Uh, today, they would evacuate. You know, there's warning bells go off. There's a tornado coming. Get to your basement. Um, and so, the, you know, a lot of that is, has to do with that. But it's just opposite of what we're being told. We're, we continue to hear that severe related weather deaths, like the deaths in Kentucky, are increasing in the the facts say otherwise. When we look at Kentucky, for example, there, I, I documented several other much larger floods. Uh, and in the one interview, they interviewed a gentleman that might have been in his mid-30s. He said it's the biggest flooding he's seen in his entire lifetime. And that's true. It was. <laughs> he's 30. Okay, it, he's been 35 years. Okay. <laughs> but it's his lifetime. But if you went back and talked to his great-grandparents, great-great-grandparents, you would find that there were much larger floods in 1881, 1913. And the great granddaddy of them all was in 1937, uh, truly unprecedented amount of rain fell. I also looked at the precipitation weather uh, records for Kentucky. There's no increase in precipitation, zero. And if you don't have an increase in precipitation, you're not going to have an increase in flooding. Uh, so th this, the facts put a lie uh, to their allegations of, of severe weather-related deaths. And tornadoes, we know, the most destructive storm of all, just horrifying, uh, F5 and F3, F4, F5 tornadoes, the biggest ones, uh, have definitely been in decline over many decades. And nobody's talking about that but you. Uh, CO2coalition.org, by the way, is his website. CO2coalition.org. I wanted to stop you there because you know that I grew up in South Florida, and we were in Hurricane Alley. Uh, every other day, we're going to get, get a hurricane. Uh, I was on the air at a radio station when Hurricane Andrew came through in 1992. In fact, my wife was pregnant, and the, the low pressure was a, a problem with her being pregnant. So, I mean, it's very, very top of mind for me. It's 30 years ago. But when we looked at that hurricane, we said they're getting more severe, they're getting um, um, uh, higher rates of wind, they're killing more people, until a few years later, and then I talked to you, and it turns out our, our system of tracking 
and our machinery to actually gauge the strength and ferocity of these storms sucked back in the 70s and 80s. It was even worse in the 60s, 50s, and earlier. And now we've got more intricate detail on what these storms are. And quietly, Greg, and you know this, people have gone back to gauge the storms in the 70s and 60s. And they said, oh, darn, they were a lot more severe than we thought they were. We just didn't realize it because our, our machinery sucked, right? Yeah, for the most part. It was really the late 70s when the first uh, full coverage of, of satellites were, were able to capture uh, every hurricane, every tornado. Uh, before it's a long-term analysis of the numbers and severity of both tornadoes and hurricanes is compromised because, you know, a for example, a tornado could touch down in, uh, in the middle of nowhere of Kansas and nobody would ever know it. Right. Uh, and in the hurricanes, what Noah recommended up until that now they're very silent on this. Things have changed since Joe Biden took over and they're scrubbing things that used to be on the, the, the websites. Uh, but according to uh, Noah, they recommended uh, only looking going they can go back to 1850, but only look at landfalling hurricanes in the United States. And the reason for that is there were enough people around the coast that if a hurricane made landfall, you couldn't miss it. Right. And but you could have hurricanes that, that sprout up in the Atlantic and then dissipate. And they never they, you know, from 1910, you wouldn't know that that hurricane right. was there. Uh, but landfalling hurricanes, if you look at those, they've definitely been in decline uh, for quite a while, for many, many, many decades. Actually, going back to the early 1900s, the 1700s uh, were some of the worst hurricanes on record hitting uh, Jamaica, the Bahamas. Uh, Barbados wiped out the Spanish Armada. Um, these were horrific hurricanes, and uh, we don't see those today. And here we are, middle of August, and not one hurricane yet, right. which is highly, highly unusual. This was supposed to be, I mean, these guys, these alarmists, they were rubbing their hands together in glee. They love August because August is a great time to be a climate alarmist. And, and, if, and if you remember, 17 years ago when Hurricane, um, was it, uh, we had Rita, I know, but we also had Katrina. And everybody but everybody said that's it from now on, 15 to 25 named storms every year. And it just didn't happen. In fact, the next year was almost nothing. Um, and, and it boggles my mind that they're, they're going through this narrative to such the extreme. And everybody's sort of complicit. The weather people have made everything bright, dark, blood red on their maps. It, it, the, the world, the end of the world's coming. And they're also saying, and this is very dangerous. And I wonder what, you, what your thoughts are. There are what your thoughts are. They're saying things like it's the worst fill in the blank, ever. ever. And some of them will actually be smart and say in recorded history um, or, or in the past 150 years. But it's, we can't possibly know that it's ever because that doesn't make any sense. We don't have the data. Yeah, well, if ever it goes back to 1950, they're probably right. Okay? <laughs> I think, I think and, ever is beyond 50, though. <laughs> well, and you'll be, you'll be glad to know. I've got, I'm uh, jumping back into writing my second book. It's Great. probably two-thirds of the way through right now. And uh, so it's uh, I'm going to be dealing with a lot of the lies and misinformation that we find about this stuff. And uh, so we're going to be uh, exposing a lot of that. Good. And uh, uh, and I'm going to be really looking at the many benefits of of uh, of global warming and uh, CO2 increases in CO2. And so we should I want to celebrate that. Yeah. It's really in three parts. It'll be actually the first part. The title of my first part is life is good, dot, 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 and getting better. Nice. And and that's that's what we see, just 
by almost every metric. It's going to be fun doing that part of the book. Well, got- I can't wait. Uh, and, and again, go get Inconvenient Facts. Every time you come on, I get flooded with email. What's his book's name again? How do I get it? Inconvenient Facts. You get it on Amazon. You get it everywhere, right? Oh, yeah, and it's still selling well. Good. This uh, It's incredible. This book just won't die. So Oh, good. Uh, and they want it to die. They've been trying to kill it for years. Inconvenient Facts is the name of the book. His name is Gregory Wrightstone, CO2Coalition.org. We've got to get into this legislation, which is bogus. They they call it the, the Inflation Reduction Act, and it doesn't do anything whatsoever at all to even touch inflation. I don't think it's going to make it go up. It's certainly not going to make it go down. It has nothing to do with inflation. This is AOC's dream, although she's still complaining she didn't get enough, in that we're talking about forcing everybody to replace their windows, forcing everybody to get an EV, forcing everybody to put solar panels on their roofs. Um, you're the expert. I'm sure you've looked at the details of this. What, what, do you, what do you hate about this that we might not even know about? And I don't know if we want to get into Manchin, who thinks he's getting a benefit that he probably isn't getting. Just tell me your thoughts generally about this legislation. Well, the extension of the of the renewable tax credits are horrific. We we hoped that they were just going to die. Uh, they're subsidizing an inefficient, unreliable, expensive uh, energy source at the expense of of uh, what should be reliable, abundant, affordable energy that we get from fossil fuels. And those are the three terms, as you know, I use: reliable, abundant, and affordable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't renewable has nothing to do with that. What they want to do with this bill. They want to tell you what you can drive, how you cook your food, how you heat your water, how you heat your home, how you cool your home. Um, and do they want to rule every aspect and it's all going to be electrically driven? And we just don't have the power uh, in this country. We're, we're going to be facing blackouts on a regular basis if this continues the way they're, they're projecting it. Do, do, you just, have, do you have any thoughts about why they're doing it? I'm always interested in the why. And is it simply power and control over the people? Because, again, you don't get to tell me what I can eat, you know, when I can eat, how much I can eat, what I can drive, you know, how I power my home. But they're literally making us follow what the boss says in Washington. Yeah, we've had this conversation before, and and uh, I always turn it back on you, as you recall. Because I, yep. I, I, I can't see inside men's and women's souls to know their motivation. As a scientist, I can tell you this is what they're telling you. And here's what the science tells us. Okay, well, then, well, then I'll, I'll do it because like, you know that I can see into their souls. Do. They're doing it for power and control. All right, so now having said that, is there anything science-based that they can point to to say, well, this makes sense. Here's the study that shows it. Here's the data that shows this is why it works. No, they can, they've distorted. And, and another part of this book is what I'm, the last part of my new book will be exposing the so, the science that they use to to back up un, what they call unprecedented unusual warming uh and it just it, it, if you once you see the misinformation the uh, absolute cherry picking of data creation of data they take data turn it upside down use it any which way to get the answer they, they start with an answer and then fit the data to it and we see it in the un uh national climate assessment uh, all these once respected institutions are now guilty of, of disinformation, and it's it's horrific. I just looked at, for an example, I just today looked at Glacier Bay in Alaska. They're, they point to Glacier Bay. It's the Muir Glacier that's retreated. Right. They go, see, see, look at the retreating glaciers because of man-made warming. Well, if you look at this, and I'll send you, I'll send you my chart Please. I just made, and it it started retreating in the late 1700s. We have we have rec- really good records of where this was. 
95%, definitely more than 90% of the retreat of the glacier occurred before 1950. And it was around the mid 20th century uh, when we started adding a lot of CO2 to the atmosphere. So we had naturally driven glacial retreat for 90 plus percent of the time in what they're, and they're pointing to this as proof of man-made warming when actually it documents that no, it's naturally driven warming. Yeah, there's uh, a famous picture of some boat in Glacier Bay, and then they show a boat today in Glacier Bay. See, see what we've done with cow farts and SUVs? And, and you're right, nobody but nobody says, it started in the 1700s. Nobody says that because then their narrative is gone. Is Gregory Wright Stone, author of Inconvenient Facts, go to CO2Coalition.org. I'm going to ask you a very simple scientific question. I know that you've got a pretty elaborate answer because you don't mind the warming. Um, are we calling it... CO2 instead of carbon dioxide because that somehow makes it sound more incendiary and is in in just its basic existence is CO2 am I to believe that it's poison and bad no not at all we of course the CO2 coalition we were founded in 1915 and yeah 1915 2015 as a non-profit <laughs> I was gonna say you're not that old Greg <laughs> yeah that, uh, yeah um, I feel it sometimes but in 2015 as a non-profit to promote the many benefits of carbon dioxide and more we believe that more carbon dioxide is, is it's clearly beneficial, uh, turbocharging plant growth and crop growth. Uh, there really are no downsides. Uh, and we're actually in a CO2 impoverished period. We have some of the lowest carbon dioxide levels in history. Uh, and so it's it's something we should celebrate. And people go, they, their eyes get wide open. They, they've never heard a lot of this stuff. Um, and they're, they're trying to silence us. And, and it appears, Joe, you may not realize LinkedIn's been systematically taking down everybody associated with the CO2 coalition. Wow. First me, per, I was permanent, permanently banned. Our economics associate was banned two weeks ago. Did they give you Last, a reason or not? Nope. You violated our uh, policies. And last Saturday, the CO2 Coalition LinkedIn page was removed and banned. Uh, We've had three other members that have posted information from us that have been banned. And our our former chairman, Patrick Moore, co-founder of Greenpeace, uh, it looks like he's going to be banned. They've been taking everything down that he posts. That's the way it works. They start taking them down, and then you're banned permanently. Wow. so we're gonna we're looking into legal recourse into that. Well, hopefully you, you'll get some uh, some some good answers. You guys will be reactivated because you're you're backing everything you say with fact. You're not just making these willy nilly statements and then not backing it up uh, just to bother people. You actually here's the data. Here's what I know. Here's why it's good. Um, it, you know, I remember in third grade or fourth grade, I remember hearing about photosynthesis. I remember hearing about carbon dioxide was necessary. We breathe it out, then the plants give us the oxygen. It's a great sort of you know harmonious relationship. I I never understood why in my older life um, I'm starting to hear about how carbon dioxide is bad because I know that the leaves and the trees are because these plants are all breathing carbon dioxide. How, how are they able to change that narrative, do you think, when scientifically we know that it, it's this great communal sort of thing where I breathe it out, they give me what I need, everything's good? Well, it was a, it was a likely target. I mean, when you, when you demonize carbon dioxide – that's the basis for all of the fossil fuels and things they hate. They hate coal, they hate oil, they hate natural gas. Uh, again, I don't know why uh, we should celebrate them. Uh, and it's, but they, they've selected that as their target. It's, it's, it underpins everything that they're doing related to climate change. And again, we just, it looks like about a little bit less than $400 billion in this bills uh, to uh, forestall uh, and solve a non-existent problem. 
Uh, and, and there's, I think, $7,500 for the purchase of a new electric vehicle, $4,000 for the purchase of a used electric vehicle. And what they're doing is, and you're going to have to get, uh, and, and, and these are these are benefiting mainly the wealthy among us. It's right. not the poor that are going to go buy a, uh, an electric vehicle. And for the most part, they live in, uh, they don't, you got to have someplace you can recharge it. People living in apartments can't do that. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's bad. And Joe Man- Manchin got snookered. He really did. Well, well he, th- he thought he got something and I've got 30 seconds, Greg, fill me in on what he thought he got. And the fact that you know that he didn't get it. Well, the, he, they said that they were going to, uh, pass a bill later this year to alleviate permitting, uh, backlogs and, and the regulations alleviate that. Right. But the problem is, it's it's sub. Those are subject to a filibuster. This bill could pass with 50 votes plus Kamala. These this is these bills that they're proposing, and he wants it for the Mountain Valley Pipeline out of West Virginia. These bills they're proposing is, are going to be up for a filibuster, and you know it's going to be filibustered. And so whatever they're going to propose likely won't even get passed. Very good point. Uh, yeah. I appreciate that. CO2coalition.org. CO2coalition.org. His name is Gregory Wrightstone. The book you can go and get right now is Inconvenient Facts, and I urge you to go get it. Greg, thanks for coming on today. Let's do it again very soon. You bet, Joe. Thank you. I, I appreciate you. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is The Joe Pag Show. Uh, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. We appreciate uh, Gregory Wrightstone coming on. Those of you who are about to email me, it's Inconvenient Facts. Go and get that book for sure. Let's do some pop culture. Oh. Paula, talk to her brother. What's happening? So do you ever watch that show, uh, Deadliest Catch? No. Uh-uh. Okay, so... It's a fishing show, right? Right, right, right. So, so TMZ's reporting that, I guess... Uh, one of the one of the boats from from the shows was fishing, I guess, near uh, the, the coast, I guess, of Alaska. When okay. they see like some type of missile, they think coming from which would probably be Russia. Come on, yeah. So come on, dude. Yeah. Did they get it on film for the show? We're going to see it in the show. I don't know if, it, if they have for the show, but they do, they do have like at least a photo of it. Nice. All right, Paul. Appreciate that. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Carrie. Back tomorrow. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.